to Midwest Podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our own. Oh shit! What is it again? Our, our opinions on sports and more. Our Not and sp- our ideas and shit, as Toilet so lovingly stated last week. <laughs> that worked too. <laughs> It's not wrong. It's not wrong. I mean, there is a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Our opinions on sports and shit. We talked about shitting episode one. <clears throat> He's still recording. I know. We yeah, started. I can I can just cut this part. It's oh. okay. I okay. think we can keep it. Five. Okay. Ten. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Nine. <laughs> Welcome to a Midwest podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our opinions on sports and life. My name is Zach, and I am joined by... I'm Luke. Blush. I'm Toilet. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Toilet. That's the uh, best intro that you've, uh, you've done so far. Thank you. You know, when, when we get to episode 500, people are going to be talking about episode five in the intro. Been practicing it all day. Been practicing it. So, uh, Luke, kick us off. I think there's uh, something uh, very obscure and unimportant you'd like to talk about. Oh, well, thanks for that lead in. Um, <laughs> so, I was walking down the um, so there I sort was. Of international aisle at Mariano's this week um, doing some shopping. And international at Mariano's means things like olive oil, tomato sauce, any pasta, rice tortillas but they also have this very small british section of the international aisle Um, shortcake yeah which includes like the uh hp sauce pg tips the mcvitties digestive biscuits that are like kind of cookies but are kind of crackers that go with your tea and help uh ease digestion as it were hatred Um, for democracy uh, loyalty to Her Majesty uh, Lizzie herself, the Queen, and I noticed that, like, out of the ransacked candy section, there was one thing that still remained, which is something called Maynard's Wine Gums, mm. and mm. I-, I was looking at these and I was like, Wine Gums, like surely not like surely there can't be like this popular british candy that tastes like wine and sure shit it's just jujubes which are already like a pretty gross version of gummy candy that are just like made to rip your fillings out but they do in fact taste like wine and they have flavors like rioja merlot Rum, claret, port, sherry, champagne, and burgundy. Um, so that got me thinking, like, what other disgusting British candies are very popular with our uh, limey friends across the pond? Um, well, first of all, wine gums don't even have, like, the good part. They don't even contain any alcohol. So you're just eating these gross juji fruits. Um But I looked up the, like, some more popular British candies. And first of all, what they rank at the top are Maltesers, which are literally just... dogs? They're white dogs, right? uh, Well, that's a Maltese. 
Um, so yes, after the white dogs, they're Maltesers, which are just malted milk balls. Ew. Number one is Whoppers. Oh no. Mm-mm. Pass. These you are threw, you threw I, those. You know you threw those away when you got them on Halloween. Yeah. Are you just going to name all the things that people are not going to want next weekend? Uh, I mean, sort of. Um, so there's Maltesers. That's number one. And I guess also, just to like clarify here, I feel like the British themselves have set up this sort of um, fantasy land where they create like all the magical, wonderful candies of the world, thinking about like two British children's classics of like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Harry Potter. And it's like, even after all of that, nope, it's pretty much just like chocolate bars. The rest of the top 10 is basically chocolate bar, chocolate bar, Kit Kat, Toblerone, Cadbury Fingers, Cadbury Twirl. The chocolate orange is number 14. And that's no a Cadbury gross eggs. candy. Yeah, Cadbury egg, uh, that, that, that should be in its own god tier. Well, they don't have the Cadbury eggs, but they do have those chocolate-filled mini eggs that have like the talc shell on the outside. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that like come at the bottom of an Easter basket surrounded yeah. by the confetti. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love a truck, a good chocolate orange. I get one every year. In my, in my do you? Stocking. Yeah, dude. Oh the best God. part is smashing it on the table. Exactly. Thank you, toilet. I mean, we all know the British, we all know the British are, are they're, they're well known for their cuisine. Definitely. That's where I want to travel there to eat <laughs> bland <laughs> garbage. <laughs> give me your, give me your London broil. But what, what I was noticing was that, like, it's virtually all chocolate. Like, as you're going down, like, if you look at the American list, you'll get, like, Skittles and Starburst and Swedish Fish and Sour Patch Kids. You're, like, fruit-flavored gummy candy. Yeah. May I ask a question? Yeah. Since when has Kit Kat been an English candy? I thought Kit Kat was an American candy. We claim Kit Kat. Yeah, I claim Kit Kat. Um, I mean, I think the Japanese, by virtue of their many flavors, claim the Kit Kat. But I feel like, you know, the chocolate wafer is a classic combo. I mean, they have international brands on here. It's just like a lot of their own shitty chocolate bars. Um, Britain correspondent Luke Fowler question. Isn't it possible they're obsessed with chocolate because their normal diet sounds absolutely disgusting? <laughs> like I also would love chocolate if I ate like boiled potatoes and like broiled meats exclusively. Some like boiled cabbage and like radishes. Well, I was going <laughs> to say some salted pork. It, it fits with Yum. the general theme of their uh, native cuisine, which ranges from white to like a moderate brown and those chocolate <laughs> bars fit like right in the middle of there you don't want to surprise them with like a red or perhaps a yellow or a green um that that might surprise and startle them and they might no, might not want it Just lead to another cholera outbreak <laughs> um but that led me to go searching for like the next sort of like sugary confection on the list and um, it's something called Jelly Babies. And Jelly Babies basically look like Sour Patch Kids, um, like some gummy candy. They're covered in starch. Or like Are they a little... actually shaped like children? Yeah, they're actually shaped like children. 
Okay. I definitely see the appeal of wanting to eat a small child. So please continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because um, when Jelly Babies first came out, um, they were called or they were originally marketed as unclaimed babies. So capitalizing on uh, Britain's great orphan tradition of the 1860s, it's like, we're going to make this candy that's named after the types of orphans that you leave on the stoop at like a church what? or a firehouse or something. <laughs> yeah. And of course, like how macabre is that? Like you couldn't trust the English, even the English to come up with something that macabre. So of course it was created by an Austrian immigrant who was like, mm, the sweet orphan sugar. And, and sponsored uh, by Oliver Twist or something. I mean, it's of that era, like Victorian England. So it's like gummy Oliver twists. And it's like people of England were like, hell yeah, this is part of our culture now. And there are uh, several uh, babies and they have different names. Brilliant Bubbles, Baby Bonnie, Boofles, Big Heart, and Bumper. Toilet, I feel like you're Boofles. I think that was a compliment. Um, Can I ask a... uh, advertisers corner adjacent question to this topic yeah um so i was eating a bag of chips earlier today obviously and uh the calorie count for a serving of this particular type of chip is 176 calories my question to you fellas is do you often come across a food that markets itself as uh a, a, a number of calories that does not end in a zero or a five is this a rounding error or um, wh- why am I seeing some, this, this just jarred me to see a six at the end of a calorie count. Can you I'm, please explain? I mean, you can, you can, I mean, I would immediately go to like, you know, my middle-class fancy Michelob Ultra, right? Doesn't it advertise or Miller Lite, I think advertises like 99 calories. Sure. Yeah. I could see that, but yeah, the toilet, that would make me very unsettled to see calorie count that was advertised as 176 like guys just 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 round up or round down let's be robber barons yeah can we yeah i want to parlay this into getting rid of the penny i mean pennies are cool like to suck on and like give yourself some kind of weird disease but like can we also just like round things like also just get rid of money like why do we have money uh, I, well, you know, before we get are there, into, uh, are there so that you can put them on railroad tracks. That's all they. <laughs> that's what they're there for. That's all they exist for. Before we get into uh, destroying fiat currency and go back to the gold standard, I just want to touch on one last thing about jelly babies before we move on. <laughs> of course. Oh, you mean um, orphan? What's it called? Forgotten children food? <laughs> unclaimed babies. Unclaimed babies, please. Um, your mama was a prostitute, and she got into a little bit of trouble in ye old Victorian England babies. Yikes. Um, so the jelly babies that are manufactured in Australia, still part of the Commonwealth, don't have the starch coating. And there's a popular science experiment that they do in like science class or like chemistry class in high school where they put it in a really strong oxidizing agent and then it makes a really loud noise. And the experiment is commonly referred to as screaming jelly babies. So as if it was not enough to eat these orphan children, you have to dissolve them in acid and hear them scream. Oh, thanks for that, Luke. That's a great yeah. way to start the podcast. It's uh, uplifting. I'm just like sharing what's going on around the world, man. I mean, like how are Sour Patch Kids really 
that much different. Uh, like, they're American. That's why we take care <laughs> of our orphans here. Maybe they should rebrand as the pro-life patch kids. <laughs> well, that's like a thing. Like that's like a myth where uh, babies come from like the cabbage patch is where cabbage patch dolls are. Right. Like children that are literally left in a cabbage patch. No, they grow in a cabbage patch. Oh, they just, that's like the stork hyperbole. Like, oh, it's just, <laughs> yeah, grew a baby in the cabbage patch. I swear to God. <laughs> the pro life sour patch kids endorsed by Amy Coney Barrett. <laughs> Perfect. Go Irish. Have you ever had sour jacks in like the movie theater? No. I no, is this like off brand? Yeah. Yeah, those are good too. They only sell them in movie theaters. That's the only place I've ever seen them. Um, I'm a big go to the Dollar Tree before the movie theater and like Hell waddle, yeah. waddle in in your sweatpants. Uh, I've actually back back when we were living in Chicago, Katie and I we would stop at the Taco, Taco Bell at uh, it's Wrightwood <laughs> and Clybourne. That's a little far for me. <laughs> we would buy like. Crunchwrap Supreme or like a couple tacos and just like shove them in her purse on the way into the uh into the Regal Webster. Your lady stinks of a taqueria. Zach, with your uh, chocolate orange, that makes me um assume that you're a snow caps guy. Oh no, not at all. Mm-mm. Okay. Bunch of cr- bunch of crunch. Toilet like snow caps? bags of it. Um can we return to uh getting rid of paper money um I, I think we've talked about this before off mic but i am elite elite top tier joe flacco level of being in the longest grocery store line checkout <laughs> all the time <laughs> and it's because i'm behind a 97 year old woman who is paying with cash or writing a check <laughs> oh check is faster than paying with fucking cash in exact change <laughs> i just like root for like please be like under 20 cents because if it's like over 50 you're tacking on like another 15 minutes yeah let me go into my separate smaller purse that i could never open even in my younger days but now that my knuckles in my hand have dissolved due to my rheumatic arthritis it's going to take an age for her to count that change so and then she down- spills it on the ground and then you have to help but you can't because you have to stay six feet away if you don't have fingernails and you can't pull it off the ground, ugh. Or setting worst. it on the counter and then the like person <laughs> behind the, the checkout person has to take it one coin. Yeah. Uh, I'm down to keep paper money uh, in terms of like giving some tips or like Hell I understand yeah. that sometimes strippers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pro sex worker podcast. We've established that. Um, I've been obviously trying to tip a lot of cash now that we're in quarantine with all the food delivery and whatnot going on, but change can literally fuck off can we just shoot it all into the moon or melt it into a giant statue of something and that could be torn down in a couple years you don't even need to keep it anymore like you'd be like oh i gotta have it on deck in my car in case i get to a case i get to a toll booth or something like that like you don't even need it anymore you can just drive through the tolls and pay them online i think in the last year i've literally only used change to get an a shopping cart at aldi Mm -hmm. (laughs) or as midwesters will say the aldis aldis (laughs) and all these and then to uh use the uh 
the air pump at the gas station so that I could pump my tires with air. That's literally the only times I've used coins in the last year. Do you guys have any other times you used a coin? I have coin laundry. It's like the biggest drag in the world. Ew. And there was a coin shortage earlier this year, actually. So it's been impossible to get quarters. Yeah, toilet. Toilet. I know the um, fast food restaurants are definitely on your side because they're posting signs about how there's a coin shortage and they're like, please pay in exact change or just be a normal person in the 21st century and pay with a credit card or a debit card. Uh, the Popeyes by my house has a paper sign that's taped to the drive-thru that says, please don't pay with $100 bills. I'd like to <laughs> meet the high rollers who are rolling in on payday with a $100 bill to pay a $8 Popeyes tab. Yeah, it's I me. I want to be friends with those guys. <laughs> it's me, dude. Roll, rolling with my fat stacks. Fuck yeah. Just getting Speak- one biscuit. <laughs> Speaking of, po- speaking of Popeyes, Luke, have you ever gone to the one at California and Diversity? Yeah. I've always, I've always wanted to go to that Popeyes. I always would drive by it next to the IHOP. Popping. It is yeah. always busy. And they're like a huge LA fitness now across the street too. Uh, it's a Planet Fitness, yeah. Planet Fitness. Oh, excuse me for my transgression. It's all good. This is what this podcast is, is a 90-minute <laughs> transgression. <laughs> um, I brought up gas stations before. Can I? Um, can you kind of uh, suspend like uh, gas regulation prices with me for like 30 seconds and indulge me? Sure. Okay. Okay, so I'm driving uh, in a very rural highway. Um, last rural. Weekend. Rural. Um, and I see one of those like giant highway advertisements for gas prices that is supposed to lure you Mm -hmm. in from very far away and the price was flickering back and forth between like a dollar 84 and a dollar 94 and it wasn't or maybe it was like a dollar 93 so it wasn't like some lights flickering out it was like clearly like changing the price of gasoline at that time and i thought well i'm assuming gas prices are regulated but what's to stop like maybe once a week 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. on Friday is like crazy gas price hour. And you just get to like, guys, gas is 30 cents a gallon. Like get your ass over here and get your fucking cheap ass gas. Fill up everything you can. Bring every car you like. What's the, what, what's the problem in doing that once a week for just a little bit of time? I think that was like a B96 radio promo back in the day where they would have 96 cent gas and the B96 truck out at like a Sitco in Mundelein or something like that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Putting the owner underwater. They're just like, I can't afford to give gas out this cheap. Like, This is a straight up Nathan. Boo, Nathan boo, 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 boo. <laughs> okay. How about this toilet? So this only works like once you've put the thing into the, the nozzle into the gas tank. Okay. But what if there was like a locking mechanism that put it there and then instead of like selecting your grade, you pulled a giant lever and it was like a slot machine and you could get like really cheap gas, but it could end up being like $5 a gallon. Yeah. I do it every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. It ends uh, up being more expensive 80% of the time. Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) I I did that one time, baby. You're the guy who actually holds your hand on the thing. And then if you get it to stop at exactly 69 cents, like whatever dollars and 69 cents, then you get the gas for free. But then if you don't get it, you got to pay double. <laughs> this is the boys dismantle OPEC with gambling. 
No, this is the boys create margin for gas station owners. We're helping businesses across this beautiful country. The boys plummet Tesla stock. <laughs> With our slot machine gas station. <laughs> well, this group we've just crowdsourced, we're in. So maybe we just well, need to bring this to the next level. I'm glad you just gave that free idea out, Luke. <laughs> just glad you threw that one out there into the ether. I mean, yeah, I there feel, I, there's another billion dollar idea out the door. I mean, we need to bring back more ways to Ooh. gamble on the fast food meal that you're buying, the gas meal that you're buying, and the groceries that you're buying. Because Monopoly at McDonald's and the one that they have at Jewel just isn't hitting hard enough. I'm talking about the um, drop the coin in the fish tank and spin the wheel around at Taco Bell. Yes. That was the best. Electric. And you get that, like, I think, like, the cheesy roll-up or something like that. And you yeah, spend... the free menu item you don't even want. <laughs> right. And you spent $2 doing it, but by God, you earned that cheesy roll-up, and you ate it with pride. Oh, it would make, you, it would make your day, too. You get, to the, you get to the office when you're at the uh, water cooler. You'd just be like, guys, I got, like, you know, 45-cent gas today. I won. <laughs> yeah. Drives in more business. Boom. Trickle down economics. Camaraderie. That's how trickle down economics works. Boom. Just I install the gambling gas mechanisms in. into everything. Trickle the gas in. Soon the money comes into my pocket. <laughs> Woo. Speaking of trickling, you guys want to talk Tubin? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's talk Tubin. Uh, our, our Zoom king. Zoom the, king. Jeff Tubin. <laughs> An unfortunate last name. Perfect last name. It's a really <laughs> bad last name for this. <laughs> First name, Red. Last name, Tubin. <laughs> what do you guys think he was watching? What, uh, what do you think is that guy's... Uh, uh, I mean, well, du jour. well, apparently Zach, there was someone bring us in on the story a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so for the listeners who haven't who haven't heard, there's a in the a, viewers. In the viewers <laughs> in the viewers too. Uh there's a New Yorker correspondent on CNN. I, I he does like election stuff, like just a talking political talking head. His name is Jeffrey Tubin. And uh it came out today, no pun intended, uh or a couple or this week that he was on a Zoom call some like debate reactions with like one side being the Republican side and another side being Democrat side for the upcoming presidential debate this Thursday. Well, he didn't know that the camera was on and uh, let's just say that he was, um, yeah, he was a uh, red Tubin, if you will, with a, you know, another partner on the, uh, on another zoom call on a separate, separate computer or phone and uh let's just say that all of his colleagues saw him doing an act that uh, what i thought he just stood up and he wasn't wearing any pants no he was uh he was um he was uh he was involved in a more active approach to yeah yeah he was uh definitely um uh yeah. Okay. I know what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. You know, that's my, saying my assumption was like, you know how like every newscaster 
like who's been working for mom has been making the joke like oh i'm wearing a jacket up top and yeah, uh no shorts below. and mr tubin was like y'all cowards don't even smoke crack you think <laughs> wearing shorts is cool i'm not wearing anything i mean i hear a lot of criticism for this person rightly so i hear absolutely no praise uh given that all of the cdc guidelines have told us that the safest sex partner is yourself so um <laughs> this is a pro safe sex no no not no, during work no. time <laughs> not during not, work time. Not, not around not around your co-workers not around not, co-workers not but in sight of your co-workers too but safe sex cool Kids. safe sex is great text but you got to wear that late text hey oh you don't want that oh. late text that I think I'm late text. Oh, wow. shit. Bars, bars. Yeah, that was uh, Lil Wayne. <laughs> king, king, king. Yeah, so uh, that's that, this guy. This guy, I mean, you, you got it. You got it, dude. I know he's probably old. I think he is old, probably like 50s, 60s or something like that. But like, dude, you got to you gotta know when the camera's on and off. Dude, we're seven months in. Like if this story happened yeah. five months ago, I'd be like, well, I, Sympathetic stupid. figure. People will probably be like, well, you know. It no, sucks. not not a sympathetic figure because I think that everybody's familiar with the concept of video conferencing, particularly someone whose job it is to video conference into CNN. Like, if anybody should be prepared for doing something like this, it should be Senor Tubin. Okay, conspiracy theory corner. No, oh, okay. I mean, we're less than a month away from an election. Is this maybe CNN trying to brand themselves as? the bad boys and girls of political Well, he reporting. works for the New Yorker, so yeah. definitely not. <clears throat> his, real the gig, bad- his real gig Yorker. I thought he was a CNN correspondent. Well, yeah, but he his real gig is working at the New Yorker. They're the bad boys and girls of publishing poetry from single moms who live in Smithville, Long Island. Boom. Roasted. They're just, they're just snarkier NPR suburban woman of the northeast fucking affluent communities it's like urban women of the upper east side mm, different magazine that's a callback joe for anyone who didn't listen to episode four please go back and listen to all 96 minutes uh that's right that right baby um so <laughs> tubin's on the tubes like Oh, so how awkward do you think it is for like that one person who wasn't paying attention during the Zoom call and was just like checking their email or something like that? And like they hear a big reaction and then they're like, oh, yeah, when he did that, yeah, that was like crazy, right, everyone? <laughs> like, you know, when you get called out on a question, you've been like doing something else. Yeah, that's that's a pretty it's a pretty bad feeling. But this uh, this. OK, so this. <laughs> this this Tubin guy, he's got a history. Mm, oh. Yeah, in uh, 2008, he had an extramarital affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, eh, the lawyer maybe might have uh, requested a shmushmortion. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy, I, I immediately take back anything I said about him. He probably deserves all the, he deserves all the ire going after him. But I will say that the... Um, hashtag going around of me tubin is, is a little uh <laughs> is a little, little little rough 
Blue on the nose. He's Blue like on the nose. nose. He flew too close to the sun. <laughs> you sure did. We could send him my... His uh, wings were just rubbing, rubbing too close to the sun there. <laughs> we could really rub salt in the wound and send him that forgotten children candy. <laughs> Unclaimed children. <laughs> Make him play... Uh, play uh, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to say it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This is uh, ookie cookie, but with uh, <laughs> with, with all of his webcams. Oh, <laughs> all right, you guys want to uh, move on to the five and one bears? Five and yeah, one bears. 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 Um, I have a first thought. All right, guys, the year is twenty twenty one. Okay. Go the on. bears have an amazing year the previous year they obviously will have a heartbreaking crushing loss in the playoffs in some some variety of ways in some variety whatever round it is a blowout by whoever they face in the first round maybe wild card a blow a blowout honestly a quick death would be too simple for the bears they will keep it close they will draw it out they will lose at a heartbreaking way chris conti will blow a coverage anyway aaron Rodgers is upset with the way the Green Bay Packers have been treating him. He had a rushing touchdown that ended up getting called back last week where zero of his teammates came to celebrate with him. He literally waited until the third-string quarterback came over to give him a high five when he was standing there like an idiot looking at his micro penis. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers True. wants to revenge. <laughs> That's what he was doing. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers wants to revenge fuck the Packers in only the way that his true mentor brett Favre taught him by playing for a division rival and your 2021 chicago bears quarterback is aaron Rodgers. question is that ever possible with this contract um if you don't pay alan robinson probably but like isn't he guaranteed to more years with the packers or is that up i thought it was up either after this season or next they could also cut him and play uh, they have a team option okay i didn't contract uh, they're, they're not they're not they're not they won't they won't cut him wait is this the 2020 season yeah 2020 season <clears throat> they won't cut him next year because he'll be a 31 and a half million of dead cap okay um, so they probably wouldn't cut their, him next year their potential out is uh their potential out is after 2021 they could cut him with a seventeen million dollar, seventeen million dollar dead cap. But I, I doubt they. I doubt they are because I bet it's sound from all the like stuff coming out from the Green Bay camp. It's that Jordan Love's like not really any good. So I, 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 doubt, I doubt that they. I doubt that they cut him. I mean, okay, well then cut this whole segment. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's fun to. I mean, it's it's fun to think about because like I would love nothing more than to be on the fun side of the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour against green Bay. Like if you were to tell me right now, like, would you rather have the bears get a franchise quarterback or do the Peyton Manning Broncos two years thing of just like 15 and one football and a potential for a super bowl sign me up for the two years thing. Yep. Absolutely. 100% mortgage the future. It'd be so much fun to go 14 and 14 and two every year. For for two years, you know, just get the bracket on tops of wins. 
won like seven games that year too because that defense was out of control. Oh, rocket ship. That being said, Nick is our quarterback. Nick Foles. God. Foles. Foles God. Foles gold. Quarterbacked so, us to another win. I, I, I watched the highlights. Like, can you guys describe like what was it what was it like on a scale of like Mitch to like Rex Grossman? Where were what are, what were we talking about? Like, because I, I only saw I only saw the highlights, so I didn't hear about the I didn't see the the crushing incompletions or the games are boring as shit. They're not fun to watch. <laughs> there are no explosive plays on either side of the ball. Like we don't give them up really, and we don't make them offensively. It is very. We make some fun football. defensive plays. Yeah. Speaking of, I uh, toilet's apology tour. Toilet owes Kyle Fuller an apology, <laughs> but maybe, maybe Kyle Fuller heard this podcast and he said, "Fuck you! I'm going to play better this week," and then he did. That's our one listen, and that's the one ear that we've reached so far in the NFL is Kyle Fuller. Yeah, uh, Kyle Fuller, call into the pod. We'd love to have you. Uh, well, uh, I don't know. You guys would love to have him. I would love to bust his balls and ask him why he sucks sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> our friend's dad, who I watched part of the game with, made an excellent point. Shout out RJ. That Kyle Fuller is a game changer. Now that means good ways and bad ways. So Sam Kyle Darnold Fuller, is a game changer. <laughs> he made a great, he was obviously in man coverage. He was following that receiver across the formation. Teddy Bridgewater read that two glove. Teddy pulled it, tried to pull a fast one over our boy, Kyle. He went full five hole and tackled him before scoring a rushing touchdown. Yeah, that, that was, was a, awesome that was pretty play. sick. That was a pretty sick uh, touchdown. That was going to be what I was going to, or I think I did send that to you saying, Hey, explain yourself on this. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I think that the uh, pass interference that they called on him was a bang, bang play, right? Like that's like how basically the Seattle Seahawks like lived for so long with the Legion of boom. Right. They were like, that could have gone either way. Yeah. He tried, to re- re- he tried to redo the magic of the previous week and the receiver, like just put his head down a little bit too far. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the, um, the pass interference call, the one that led to the deflection that Jackson took in for a touchdown. Like that was, it was like a bang, bang play. But I was, I'd say like, like the, um, the Seahawks for forever, like lived with those, with lived with those plays. Cause they said, you know, you can't, you can't call pass interference on everything. Right. So I don't know. I thought the Jalen Johnson pass interference call was garbage. Like they were jostling hands toilet. You could probably explain what pass interference is to me. Cause I clearly don't understand it. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't know what the Bears secondary is doing, but they are somehow in, 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 impacting some kind of like voodoo witchcraft onto any <laughs> receiver. Like it started week one with DeAndre Swift dropping that touchdown that would have made us lose the game. <laughs> they all just yelled miss it at the right time. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just yelled penis right when he's trying to catch. I don't know. They're all um, playing the penis game in the defense yeah. of secondary. Penis! <laughs> Like, uh, what's his name? Who's their good receiver? DJ Moore dropped a touchdown. He dropped uh, like he, five passes. Yeah, that yeah. fourth down, that fourth down pass was kind of bad, but he should have caught it probably. Yeah, like he's good, so like you would expect him to probably make that catch um, on my fantasy team. So maybe, maybe yelling the penis game. I have no idea what they're doing, but they are making people drop. Did you guys know that? I think we've allowed one passing touchdown all season. 
to a wide receiver to a wide receiver insane yeah that is crazy and who uh, we have this week the uh rams monday rams okay so oh. i don't oh yeah no, you go, you go try well i was just, i was just gonna say I, I saw something about the stats that jared goff's had of facing the bears both home and away and the bears are like a five-point dog on this like if you look at his numbers he has they no started touch- as a seven point dog yeah he has no touchdown passes he has like his cute his quarterback or right, i can't remember are we a passer rating or a quarterback rating we're passer rating pod his passer rating is like in the 60s which is horrible like he's, that's he's the one off- that's out of 100 right or is it the one that's it's out of 160 qbr qbr is out of 100 passer ratings out of like 153.6 i think is the is a is a is the is a perfect passer rating. Um, I just wanted to say I think last week neither of you guys called me out. I made like a couple <sighs> very obvious blunders. Um, I talked about Dan Quinn getting fired for losing to the Vikings. Um, that was not true. That had actually not happened yet. Um, they did lose to the Vikings this pa- or they did beat the Vikings this past weekend. Um, so kind of a cool toilet season to the future game. Um, Damn. But, Damn. Uh, yeah, I kind of fucked that up. And I fucked something else up too. Um, good thing we don't have any listeners to actually call me out on it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for being nice to me and just letting me spread misinformation. I feel like I mentioned that or I waffled on it. Oh, okay. But if you can get drunk and see into the future, I will buy you whatever you want to drink. And then you just have to feed me picks. Done. Done. Well, um, toilet, to- toilet. You brought you brought up Atlanta, and so I say, do you guys want to segue into Atlanta sports? Well, before we get oh. to Atlanta sports and the barves, I do want to just stay on football for a second and talk about yeah. our neighbors talk- to the north, oh, um, yeah. the Boo. Green Bay Packers, Boo. because watching that game against the Buccaneers was very satisfying for somebody who's watched. Uh, Aaron Rodgers run riot over his favorite team for a very long time. Um, speaking of quarterbacks who threw a touchdown pass on Sunday, Aaron Rodgers threw a touchdown pass to the Buccaneers secondary. Hey, um, that was fun. Very rare um, Pokemon, as you said. Very rare Pokemon. Uh, friend of the pod, Dominic Sue, absolutely lit him up right before halftime. He got him running backwards, and Dominic Sue just shoved him into the air. Um, not Levante friend of Jay David. Cutler, but friend of ours. <laughs> yes, um, Levante David absolutely smoked him a couple of times, and I thought the Packers had that game in the bag when they went up ten nothing, and then the Patriots just scored twenty eight points, four touchdowns in a quarter. You mean the uh, Buccaneers? Or, oh, the Buccaneers. That's me, okay. like having a Freudian slip, thinking about like the Tom Brady led team. It's okay. They're the uh, Snowbird Patriots. So we'll call Snowbird them. Patriots. Yeah, Brady got Gronkowski. Uh, was Bruce Arians part of a Belichick? No, he no. was uh, some other coaching tree. Um, they also have Todd Bowles, who's probably like the best coordinator in the league right now. I would say. Yeah, I mean, not a very good head is, coach. He's uh, well. Are we sure that he's not that he's not bad? Because he had competent Jets teams. Like that's saying something. As of late, I guess he's better than Adam Gase. That's not <sighs> saying very much. Yeah, the bar is competency. 
The bar's competency. Hyperdrive. How does he have a job? Speaking of voodoo witchcraft, what spell did Adam Gase have to perform to still have a job into week seven of this year? Do you want to be the head coach of the New York Jets? Well, they keep him around for like the long haul because he actually is so bad that it's, it's an asset to getting them Trevor Lawrence. Boom. But I actually think how awesome would it be if Trevor Lawrence, like if the Jets had the first pick and he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to come out this year. I still have another year of eligibility. Let's go win another national championship. Or uh, do the um, Eli Manning, John Elway force a trade so I don't have to play for the Jets. Yeah. Which actually would be probably smart for the Jets. To do what? To trade back that pick and get a bunch of assets for it. Uh. I would say no, because if he's really a generational talent, it doesn't matter like how many more picks you get, right? Is he really gonna... a generational talent? I don't, I don't know. Toilet, you're you're the scout. Can you uh, walk us through that? Uh, I'll say all the words. So he's got a lot of measurables. That okay. Like. <laughs> uh, he's the, little, the length of his hair. He's got length a of his... Fo- football IQ. He's a winner. He's a yep. winner. Uh, you have the pedigree given Deshaun Watson's re- recent success coming from the same program. Yeah, uh, the one in five recent success of Deshaun Watson. That's not his well, fault. <laughs> you, well, you guys, guess what? If the uh, Bears get a high pick, there is a, another quarterback coming out of uh, North Carolina who we can draft ahead of the Clemson <laughs> quarterback. Oh, Let's no. do it. Oh, you, brother. College football talk. Did you, either of you guys see that? Um, uh, was it Florida State North Carolina game? No, it was a shootout. It was a shootout. North Carolina was coming back. Can you imagine how good North Carolina would be if Mitch Trubisky was still playing there? <laughs> As a twenty-five-year-old or whatever he is now, after reading NFL defenses, yeah, I feel like he'd be good. He'd be good if he had a, like a second season there, as opposed to the nine games he played for them or whatever it was. Oh man, that's just funny to think about. Weren't they ranked second or something ridiculous? I think they were like fourth or fifth this past weekend, but then they lost to an unranked FSU. Uh, well, still, I mean, like, you know, maybe if that Texas job opens up, that's an up and coming coach that they could hire. Hmm. Texas on its way to being back. Speaking I, of being back. That's a Mac Brown joke that just absolutely clanged off the rim for the two of you. Thank you for supporting me, guys. Oh, yeah. Oops. Oh, oops. I forgot. I thought you I were talking about Tom coach. Herman. No, I wasn't talking about Tom Herman. Um, speaking of being back, Atlanta is back exactly where it needs to be. Depressed. Oh, that was so yeah. bad. <laughs> that was so bad. I lost so much money continuing to bet on the Braves because I was like, Okay, tonight for sure, guys. Come on. Did you bet every single game when they were up 3-1? Uh, I bet three. Uh, yeah. Oh, yikes. <laughs> oh, yikes. Uh, so, Zach, make the case. Most tortured franchise. Of all of the Atlanta sports yeah. teams? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a hockey guy, so I go with the Thrashers first. But, <laughs> duh. Uh, duh. I, I, you know, the Atlanta United, um, no, they've, they're actually the only team that's had success. I would say, I mean, you know, I, I didn't grow up. We, I mean, we grew up with the Falcons being 
halfway decent when we were young, right? The Jamal Lewis Dirty Birds, we've discussed this mm-hmm. before. Deion Sanders. Um, the Braves were a wagon basically for our entire youth. And they, own, they the one World Series they won, I think, was the strike-shortened season. It was 1996. Uh, well, there, I mean, no, it's a 95 because there's a hu- there was like a huge asterisk on that one. Uh, it's a footnote, not an asterisk. Thank you. Um, asterisks. I, you know the 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 Hawks have just they've never really been much of anything, right? Since. Al Horford. That was Peacocks when they that did was, that. That was when they had the gospel peak. singers bring the team out. Paul um, Millsap. It's pretty awesome. I love that. Kyle but, uh, Korver. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the Trey Young trade was pretty. It was pretty bad. That's I mean, they had they had Luca. They had Luca. Like all they had to do was just make the pick. Coming from a team that had Pat Mahomes, he wouldn't look right in those jerseys though. They just need to scrap the Hawks jerseys and go back to the giant red hawk on the front. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think that's a great take. Olajuwon jerseys. Yes, the current ones are horrible. Like the lime green. That looks awful. Yeah, that looks that's pretty bad. I would just go, dude. The twenty-eight to three thing. Being a Cubs fan, just like knowing, like thinking back to two thousand three, two thousand three, uh, NLCS. I mean, like that was in hand, and like the misery that that just leads to for years upon years afterwards. I would go. I'd go Falcons out of all of them, most tortured of the Atlanta teams. Yeah, I would say that twenty-eight to three team yeah. has major similarities to the 2015 Cubs team that lost to the Mets um, that just lost out to superior pitching, but they're just absolutely loaded in terms of young offensive talent. I mean, any team could like dream of having Albies and Acuna for a long time. I love Acuna. He's awesome. Yeah. It's a fun team to watch. Um. I don't know. I, I would just have a feeling that they'll be back because they can consistently get there. And, you know, as much as I like to make fun of them for wearing pine tar in his mullet, honestly, like it would be good for Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers to sneak one here. Not to say that, like, let's go for the L.A. sweep during, like, these quarantine seasons. But I don't know. I feel like actually it would be hilarious if they if that's the one that they get after being tortured for so long and having it dangled in front of them well it's it's nice i would give credit to the tweeter but i don't remember who it is but it's great that either la or tampa bay will get to end their streak of not winning a title in what has it been one week and three weeks with the lightning and the lakers (laughs) that's true that's a good point Is, is tampa bay the epicenter of professional sports we got the lightning. We got the Rays. We got the Bucks. I mean, you you got that sympathetic figure at the center, right? So you've got uh, third leg Greg that we're all pulling for for the Lightning. Um, we got uh, what's his name, the really old guy for the Dodgers, who eats Dick the Vitale. Dairy meats. No, D- <laughs> oh, we Dick got, Vitale. We got, we got Dicky. We got Dicky V versus yeah. Tommy Lasorda. Tommy no, Lasorda. Oh, there you eating, go. <laughs> eating deli meats with his hands. Who's the sympathetic? Oh, and then Kobe for the Lakers. You, yeah. Please bleep out the uh, Lakers, but get all these sympathetic figures to root for. Yeah. Lakers like really turned it on their heads and like turned themselves into the sympathy team this year. I mean, if anything was going to do, it would be like Kobe dying in a tragic accident in January. Like one of our last major cultural touchstones before COVID-19 was ubiquitous. 
Mm. Rip. You guys didn't answer. Which team do you think is? Oh, Falcons. It's got to be the Falcons. Yeah, it sucks to be like so close and so relevant and then just kind of continue to fall back into just like a team that has so much talent that continuously underperforms. They just have a stink on them. Like they tried to change the jerseys. They bought the new stadium. They've, they're pretty much doing everything they possibly can to not look like the team that they used to and they still are. Now, do we know about the owners of the other Atlanta teams? Like, Do they belong in this ghost hotel as well? Ooh. With Arthur Blank. <laughs> I'm not sure. But also, if you're a Falcons fan, I think you also have to look at the rest of your division, too. And the Buccaneers and Saints have gotten one. And the Saints did it like in style. The Buccaneers kind of snuck one in with Gruden against the Raiders. Um, the Panthers have been to the Super Bowl twice in the past 20 years. And like, you know, debatable, but uh, go ahead, Zach. No, no, yeah, tw- twice. Um, so that's even worse, especially when they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory with that Patriots Super Bowl. I mean, I mean an were, all-time choke job. Oh, they were dominating that Super Bowl, too. Like, it wasn't even close. They were up by three scores. Atlanta, Four scores. But I mean, but I mean, if we were – I believe all of us were watching that game at our friend friend's house – yeah, and they were just they were just marching all over them too. It's sad. Uh, Atlanta Midwest or not? No, no. As somebody who's driven through Atlanta a couple of times in the last few last um, few months, no. So I got a college buddy. I'll tell the story quickly because no one else will care. Um, he he grew up. You know, he did not want to be a Chicago sports fan. He he's kind of felt like a transplant, so never really adapted to uh, Illinois sports. But he was a San Antonio Spurs fan an Atlanta Falcons fan and a San Francisco Giants fan. Um, so obviously not a ton of heartbreak in his life because he's had a lot of success. Yeah, that's a lot of championships. Three. That's a lot of championships. I made the mistake in 2013 of texting him when the Spurs were up three games to two in game six of the NBA finals mm-hmm. when there was uh, about 30 seconds left. And... <laughs> Um, as I think Tim Duncan was going in to lay in a two-foot bunny that rimmed out, I said, congrats on the win. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what happens after that. Yeah. Um, so that was a little egg on my face. And then three years later, 2016, I am uh, ripping a <laughs> you know minute-and-a-half-long beer piss and decide to whip out my phone and text my Falcons friend at halftime and say, hey, man, 28-3. to Looks, looks pretty great. good here. <laughs> Looking pretty good here. Seems sitting pretty looking Gucci, man. Um, so, yeah, that was not, not a great moment. Um, and then he texted me, obviously, because the uh, Falcons and Bears played each other. And then he said, uh, you're welcome for beating the Vikings. So I guess we have to thank him for that at least. But I do feel bad for my friend who is on the losing end of two pretty heartbreaking um, sports losses in the last 10 years. Yeah, and I was just going to add to that, and this might pertain more to Zach, but you watch college football too, Toilet, while Zach is very professionally taking a piss during the middle of our podcast conversation. Um, I think Georgia falls under this um, blanket too of teams that have consistently blown it. And just like if you look at the team who's just gotten crushed 
by the Florida and Alabama and LSU wagons of the past 20 years or so, Georgia is always the odd man out on that. Well, Georgia, and thank you for the shout out. I was uh, <clears throat> relieving myself, um, not in a Jeffrey Tubin style, but um, <laughs> did Georgia, we, for, we forget about the, uh, we forget about the Roquan Smith, Georgia team. They had uh, that was uh, the, the second and that was the two again. Right? Yeah. 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 That was the two. Yeah. So that's a good point because I would throw Georgia into this. Uh, I would throw Georgia into this um, troubled Atlanta sports scene. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's the one that most of the residents of the Atlanta metropolitan area would actually care about. Yeah. Like who are the fucking Falcons? This is, this is the boys don't understand regional differences. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the best uh, halftime entertainment and fan experience. I imagine the food there is quite good. And I imagine that the, uh, you know, we've got so many artists that are based out of Atlanta that, um, would come and perform at halftime. So probably a good experience. So a little shout out to the fans there. You got something at least to try in. Yeah, it's uh, Big Boy and Andre 3000 every single game. Every, every Braves game. game. T.I. Lil Yachty. Time for the Lil Yachty seventh inning stretch. Is he from Minnesota? Oh, I know he's not. He's from Minnesota. Well, Amigos, they're Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. Offset. Um, oh, uh, of, Gucci, Gucci Mane too, right? Oh, yeah. Luke? That's the big one. That's, That's the big one. Gucci Mane, Gucci Mane. Deer Hunter. Um, you know, <laughs> all these related artists. <laughs> I think of Montreal is from like outside of Atlanta. Uh, REM is from <laughs> Athens. <laughs> yeah, of Montreal is from Athens, I think. The, boy, the boys, get into, boys get into music locations. Boom. Thriving scene. Um, you, we talked a lot about the Braves and I, this weekend, I don't know why I landed on this um, topic. I think it was because I was um, staring at the uh, Rays player. I don't know his first name, but his last name is Choi and he is a three C's thick gentleman. Oh, um, he big boy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Choi boy. Um, and he, he is the very rare, absolutely no gear guy. So no he's batting got gloves. like, just short sleeves. I think he did wear batting gloves, but just like short sleeves, pants, nothing else. And it was just jarring. Like I'm used to yeah. baseball players and football players wearing like the most amount of gear just to differentiate themselves as we kind of alluded to in, uh, in episodes prior. But if you were a professional baseball player, I'd love to hear what your getup would be. What would be your, your go-to fit? Yeah, I see this G-Man Choi. He's awesome. G-Man Choi. That's G, it. Or is it J J I? Is it G or G G or G? I don't know. He's a G man because he's a he's a G he's man. A, he weighs a G, a whole grand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would wear the double sided little league batting helmet, even though I'm not a switch hitter. Okay, I just feel like that would be cool. Just get that yep. ear protection in. You gotta get the like Barry it. Bonds elbow guard in too. Okay, but like the one that looks like you're like gonna go inline skating. Are you allowed to wear just like? Uh, like a gigantic pad on your hip and just like lean in Anthony Rizzo style to every pitch and just <laughs> draw bases. Just wearing a, pads. Yeah, wearing a flak jacket. <laughs> that might be, I just would be as wide as I, I would be like a Chris Christie in the box, basically just daring them to throw one over the middle. You would come to the plate in full catcher's gear. Just like... <laughs> 
Um, are you allowed to wear like a really big wristwatch? Because I feel like that would be an awesome signature piece. Yeah, it would probably throw off your swing, but who cares? You'd look dope. Would it throw off your swing more than like the wrist guard and the elbow pad and the shoulder guard and the forearm guard and like everything I guess else? if you practice with it and you just got used to it and that was like your normal thing, you know? I think speak, speaking, speaking, of the, speaking of the Braves, I know Acuna wears the oven mitt in his back pocket when he hits. Oh, okay. You know, most, most of the time they give it to the first base coach. If they're going to be up, they'll give it to the bat boy and he'll go run it over to the first base coach. Yeah. But that's like the thing, like Javi Baez wears one and it's like yeah. a big oven mitt to cover his hand when he's sliding. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. You'd wear that, two of them? Yeah, <laughs> both hands. One on your dick. <laughs> um. Do you think pro I, players wear cups? It's a good question. Baseball? I don't think a lot of them do. I doubt. Maybe just out, the catcher. Which is out. Catcher, that's, outra- yeah. that's outrageous. I think I would go, like, you know how the guys, like, pop maybe a top button off? Maybe if they're real salacious, they'll do two. Yeah. But it's usually because they're, like, a young moist boy, and they've got, like, a shaped chest. And, and they're, a like, chain. trying to show off some pecs. Yeah, and a chain. And a chain. I would go no chain, and I would just, like – let the beef hang out and just go like full, full hairy chest. Titties flopping out. It's for all the ladies. Yeah. Like Dude, Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. I'm a full butch boy. I'm here to mash taters. That's a good one. Luke Voigt does that kind of, but he has a shaved chest, but he's a big old beefy boy and he wears like a couple buttons down. Hell yeah. That's my look. I would, I would definitely wear a chain though for sure. That would be sick. <laughs> a flavor flave watch. Like forget <laughs> actually forget the wristwatch. A flavor flave clock. A full clock. Um or what would be a flex is like you know how like batters like put the donut on the um bat while they're taking practice swings? Like you're taking yes. practice swings and then you just take your watch off and like put it off to the side. That's how you know you're a big baller. But only the pitchers could afford to do that. So I guess there, therein lies the paradox. Not batting. It's like, yeah, I'm making like more than like $150,000 for this at bat. I can throw away this Submariner. LOL. Um, speaking of injuries, I uh, was uh, helping someone move this past weekend. And you ever like you're walking on like a flat surface, like a sidewalk or a driveway, and then you step off unexpectedly and like your ankle turns. Yeah. Worst. Your entire yep. like body weight, like goes down mm-hmm. on like the side of your ankle. Yeah. So I, th- this is kind of related to uh, our sweet Prince Dak Prescott thoughts and prayers. Um, I do that probably once a week. But I have like such strong cankles that I it literally does not even phase me. I just continue to walk. I, so, I get that at, like at the end of a run when I'm tired or something, like sure. when I'm not being careful about where I'm putting my feet, and just get that step and it's like. Poof. And do, do you like experience pain? Do you like after like stop and like stretch it out? Like what is your experience? Uh, no, I get like that drop in your stomach feeling more than anything. It's okay. like the the lurch that you feel like when you miss a step going down like the bottom two stairs or something like that. It's more like that feeling. And then like a little bit of pain as you roll your ankle. Too. Yeah. That used to, that used to happen to me when I would um, try and like run across the street really fast, like 
in the city. Like just trying, you know, you don't want to go to the crosswalk. You're too lazy to go walk to the crosswalk and go across, but like you just try and beat traffic. I would take one step out into the, into the street and all of a sudden my let my like ankle would just like buckle underneath and then i'd have to kind of like hobble across and it'd be incredibly embarrassing well that is embarrassing but i guess my general point is i definitely don't experience that i just like continue walking as if nothing had happened my friend was like holy shit that was crazy and like compared it to the Dak prescott thing like his whole leg would have pointed the wrong way basically man toilet could have been you could have been me well could not have been been. could have not been me I have A plus ankles. I've got D minus knees. So it's that elite, let me think. Elite what, what, ankles. What is the most elite part of your body? I mean, you are a great dancer, so it would make sense that you have great feet. You've Thank always you. had great good on your feet. Ankle and hamstring flexibility toilet. Thank you. That means a lot. I think well, I, those two. You would always be able to team. punt the ball like a country mile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a horse. I've got great feet, ankles, <laughs> hamstrings, and teeth. <laughs> and you have a great mane too you just cut it today it's true thank you so i'd love to hear what you guys think what is your best and and worst body part Ooh. i'll go first i have beautiful feet i like actually have like ideal dancers mm. feet what, what's the only fans hit us with the username um that's uh, for, that's for our Patreon subscribers. You Got have to it. hit the ten dollars a month level before you get my uh, feet picks. Hell yeah! I would uh, say for for me, I have hazelish eyes that look more green. So I guess I have like greenish eyes. You do have beautiful eyes. Thank you very much. I don't have blue. I don't have like the baby blues that like you know one of our friends says i want to shout i'm gonna shout him don't want to shout him out if he doesn't want to be on the pod but i don't have the baby blues to stare into so fucking annoying like that he gets that yeah it's so Um, fucking annoying for like anybody who has non-brown eyes by the way i know i've said this a million times but toilet has anyone ever commented on the color of your eyes um no i get the comment on the color of my hair because i went to the dmv and they're like oh what color hair do you want us to put on your license and (laughs) there's three women there and one said red, one said blonde, and one said brown. So I was Ooh. like, I don't know. You're you a blonde and a red strawberry, strawberry blonde. A little auburn. Chestnut. <laughs> um, Luke, you have a beautiful head of hair, too. Yeah. Hair. Yeah, I have a hairline that doesn't quit. That's true. You got like um, a free head. I've got uh, shitty skin, though. I've had like every skin problem known to man. I bite my fingernails, so my fingernails kind of suck. And as we've documented on here, I have nasty toenails. My mm. nail beds suck. <laughs> the worst nail beds ever. Oh, my God. Um, my I feel like my ass. liver works overtime. I feel like it's a real <laughs> hard hat lunch pail type of body part for me. You know? I will- <laughs> yeah, I will say, I will say in, in just dovetailing off of that from Luke, I have inherited my father and my grandfather's metabolism so like i don't really work out much and my weight has not fluctuated too much so i i will i will i will be thankful for that um speaking of me and my personal limitations and uh flaws i see a note here that says send toilet to the bachelorette for publicity yeah okay idea time all right okay we need a way we need a way to broaden our reach of the podcast 
So what's mm-hmm. the best way to do that? Let's get ourselves into bachelor. Verse. Kill someone. No, <laughs> Th- that's well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> My wife had the idea today to send toilet to the bachelorette. Even if you're just there for the first night, you make a grand entrance. We can talk about what your entrance would be. Um, you are, you're definitely not there for the right reasons and you are snuffed out right away because somebody finds, somebody finds the pod because how many people in the world are named toilet? Damn. That's true. Oh, I'm you going on the show. Pseudonym. No, no, but, but you would definitely, yeah, you keep your, you keep your pseudonym. You'd go on as toilet. Great. Face blurred um, out. Like witness protection. Face yes. And crotch. <laughs> and cr- crotch. Um, but you would, you, would, you would be the guy who is kind of like a little annoying to start off, but like everybody's like, oh, great energy. He's got a lot of, he's really fun and everything, but you would be snuffed out by all the other guys as being there for not the right reasons. And then you would be questioned like, you know, toilet, you're definitely not here for the right reasons. Like, do you want to tell us why you're here? And that's, that's basically your character arc and you last only one night, but you get the people talking and that's all that matters. We're just people tubing. And then you get the people tubing. You get the ladies tubing. And then you start making appearances on, you know, Ben Higgins podcasts. And uh, that's the only one I know. Oh, the, like the, um, the, you can bleep they, this they out. Have, Luke, there's the a bar million. stool, the bar stool podcast. You can bleep that out. The ringer one, you can bleep that out too. Um, and then you all of a sudden just get to pedal the pod because people will be like, oh, you know, uh, make sure to make sure to pedal your podcast. And you're like, oh, great. Yeah, I want to talk about a Midwest podcast. Like me and my bros, we're just having fun talking about life as Midwesterners and blah, blah, blah. So that I think that is how we brought in the reach without going traditional marketing route. And if I happen That's, to fall in love while I'm there, so be it. So be it. You can you can bring around the pod. So what you're recommending is a press junket just on a (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Specifically exploiting me. I mean Yes, and your and your delicious moist calves. I think I can make a scene and ankles podcast who is single but probably has the most reputation to lose career-wise by appearing on The Bachelorette. It's a roll of the dice. You know, we aren't gonna we won't lie. I guess Vanessa was a special ed teacher and she, she won. Oh, really? And she puked on like that uh, airplane that goes up at really high altitudes and simulates zero gravity. (laughs) She she vomited on that. And then the bomb was just going up and down. (laughs) (laughs) You remember if she was a high school or elementary teacher? Uh, I know that she, I think it was like, high school or maybe early adult okay yeah maybe like transition type programming yeah, yeah i feel like that would be more appropriate than like someone who worked with she also appeared on blue mountain state so i feel like if you can do that you can get away with basically anything hmm. so step one is be incredibly hot is what you're saying well step you, one you got that check. that's a check that's a check check Flush. for all the viewers at home check Step two, flush. be tall. Check. check. Step three, amazing ankles. Check. Ankles Step that four, will not quit. Amazing teeth. Check. Never had a cavity. I can open beer bottles with my mouth. Step five, great personality. Check. Double we'll check. We'll see. Step six, 
funny check. Ooh. There we go. Am I going to date random girl on show or Zach? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm flattered. Uh, this, is the, this is your audition tape for The Bachelorette. Do I'm something crazy. like a full toilet in Chris Christie's house. What, <laughs> Luke, if, if, as we consult, what would be toilet's entrance? Um, well, you got to do something goofy. Like the ones that are really memorable are the girl who came on dressed as Lep Shark right after that Super Bowl with Katy Perry because ABC just had that costume on hand. But she insisted that she wasn't a shark. She was a dolphin and then jumped in the pool. Um, that was pretty memorable. As a person who's jumped in a pool at a crowded bar, I condone that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, like getting drunk and getting into a fight is usually a way to get noticed. Okay. Um, that's oh, certainly okay. one of them. Uh, one guy brought like boys to men or, uh, oh no, wait, no, it was Blackstreet. Um, to do no diggity, like an acapella version of no diggity. So you you could bring us, and we will just like get out of the limo, and then we'll just immediately set up our podcast, and we'll be like, oh, we're podcasting right here. You want to be a guest on our podcast, guys? I got it. Yeah, I got it. I combine all those ideas. I jump out the limo. I bust a cool dance move. Maybe mm-hmm. like throw a dab in there. I jump in the pool. And then I do my patented toilet back farts. <laughs> for, for all of our viewers at home, basically what I do Hi, is I, I jump in a pool. <laughs> I splash some water on deck. Then I get out of the pool and I lay belly up on the side of the pool and I slightly arch my back and undulate back and forth Ooh, good word. to make a very disturbing farting noise. Just for the viewers at home, just imagine a fish out of water gasping for air, flopping up and down. It's kind of what a toilet Flop looks like. Flop like a fish! Um, yeah, I think that would impress her. That would be memorable. Maybe not impress you her. You could drive the car memorable. directly into the pool. I could drive the car directly into the pool! And then we record the podcast. Boom. I fire up the uh, RGB on the old PC and we start recording. <laughs> Done. I'll try not to drip on it. In the car, in the pool. Drip so hard. Um, the rest of my topics are... We uh, take five. Yeah. I'm going to go get a drink really quick. Oh, yeah. Zach got a little, poured himself a little vino. Yeah, I know. I was inspired. Um, moving on from that, (laughs) that like discussion of toilet going on the bachelorette, I think that one of the most terrifying aspects of working on this project has been like the idea that one day might come where we might actually have to tell people that we're doing this. Um, because it's like, you know, kind of like a dumb cliche thing to do to be like, oh, I'm starting a podcast, especially like since we're all bored at home, I feel like we can't be the first people that have this idea. I was like so nervous doing like the one thing that I did to promote this, which was just like posting it once on my Instagram with zero explanation. Um, So I think our, I mean, we did get some plays. Our audience is still probably just our moms. Shout Um, out moms. 
Hi, mom. Shout out, moms. Shout out the suburban women of the Northwest suburbs. Um, but if you're listening and you like this, tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell have, any mom. Tell have, a mom. Have their moms tell their moms. Have their moms tell their moms. Tell your grandmother. Remind your grandmother after your mom tells her mom because she might need a reminder. And she might also need an explanation what a podcast is, which is... I, it's just like, internet radio. That's like it. a radio. That's all I say. Yeah, internet radio. Through a phone. I'd like to apologize to all the grandmothers I offended with my rant about um, women at the grocery store. I'm, I love women at the grocery store. I just don't. I just don't really love paying with cash. I'd rather pay for you. I'd rather buy your groceries than let you pay cash. So if you it's, see me at the grocery store, hit me up. Yeah, it's an expensive proposition right there, sir. I literally would rather pay eighty dollars for someone's groceries than stand there for five minutes and watch them painstakingly count out fifty nine cents. If you're a grandmother at a grocery store, toilet will purchase your subs- prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> and toilet, if you're like me, I, I I do my shopping on usually like Sunday morning ish, like during the Lord's time. Woo! Right before uh, right before so like I'm usually always in a hurry when I hit the when I hit the checkout line. Cause I've timed it. Usually I have like about, you know, 30 minutes from the time I hit the checkout line. So like, okay, I need people to move. I need you to move people. Like we need to get going, have your stuff ready to go. Cause kickoff mm-hmm. is at noon. Yes. Shout out oh central God, time. Yes. Shout out Midwest podcast. Shout out central time zone. Shout out central time zone. Totally Atlanta, talking to the mic. <laughs> Atlanta. That's another reason your sports teams suck. Cause they play on Eastern time. <laughs> it would it would blow to have to like watch late games starting at what is it like nine thirty? Yeah how how much fun is it when you have to go to work at seven thirty in the morning watching a uh, one o'clock game, one a.m. game? What were you gonna say, toilet? Uh, speaking of the Midwest, the mid best. Uh, I see a note on here about Nash Vegas hosting a very important event coming up. Yeah, talk about self-promotion on this one. Are you um, moderating the next presidential debate, Zach? <laughs> yeah, you guys want to you want to go over some uh, Dem and Republican strategies? I promise that I'll make sure my Zoom camera's off. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, callback joke to Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, the, the presidential debate. Honestly, I had seen the sign. There was this huge billboard for like the last probably almost two years that's been like, like that's been that's that said like hey you know last presidential debate will be hosted at belmont in uh in nashville and i was surprised to sort of see that they kept it you know despite the uh, entire coronavirus thing but you know this is tennessee where let's not get political but uh the governor seems to not think that coronavirus is a thing why does belmont and case western university get one every single cycle i don't know it's like why why it is like the why does like Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac have to like reveal, release the poll that is the end all be all polls or Monmouth? I I don't know. Like a bunch of universities do polls. I don't know why those two are polls of record. I guess it has to deal with like their methodology or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> the the, the non Nate Silver polls. Well, Nate Silver's a poll aggregator. He doesn't issue his own poll. Aggregator. 
like so he looks at Rasmussen and USA Rasmussen. Today and Fox News and CNN and Quinnipiac and blah blah blah. Um, so he's like averaging polls. That's his bag. Speaking of aggregators, Darren Ravel. I see him on the list of topics as well. Is this the we bullshit are... on Darren Ravel? Ugh, too easy. Too easy. To I, I don't know. I guess. Ooh, should like... we compliment Darren Ravel? That seems harder. Um. No I'll one compl- seems to understand how to not read a room quite like Darren. <laughs> it's got to be like a bit now at this point, right? Like there's no possible way that he actually thinks like this. Like who can, who can say like a tone deaf thing at every single turn? Who can Are you be saying- like Nestie made $2 billion in earned media because Amy Coney Barrett took a sip of Nestie during her hearings. Are you saying that his uh, use of an adult diaper and choosing to piss himself was a shot at our elderly audience? Did he actually do it? Yes. Was that the thing? Yes. He pissed himself? Yes. What is this? Darren pisses himself for content. Can you bleep his name out? Well, that's going to really ruin the context of the entire conversation. (laughs) Can you bleep it out once? I only saw a tweet. Yeah, I'll bleep it out just once. Just so we send... Uh, thanks for listening. Just so we send him a message. Um, I, I only saw the tweet where he purchased adult diapers. I assume the end result of that was that he was going to piss himself. Is this, is it, what was the gimmick? Why would, why would he buy the diapers? He does like a, a, like a lock pick of the week and it loses like... 75% of the time and then he has to do something embarrassing every time he loses to like promote the uh the website which we will not be saying and thus don't need to bleep it out cuz i don't remember it oh bleep that out i'll bleep it out i'll play smooth jazz in place of saying it's basically like he does a punishment for a fantasy football league just like once a week. But he imposes it on himself. Yes. Which so, is kind of what our, our fantasy football league does. Well, no, because it'd be like one person. <laughs> hey, guys, we're funny. Uh, loser of fantasy, but uh, just this week, and like just someone who's going to lose this week has to piss their pants. <laughs> like, no, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like, please stop. Loser fantasy has to eat garbage. <laughs> Loser fantasy has to get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. I love that. Um, can I move us to uh, email signatures? Yeah, sure. I've got one last thing after Ooh. that. Um, um, this is, this is just uh, real, real quick, real quick, because we're talking about social media. This is uh, Zach Reed's uh, social media blurb. Here we go. This is the type of live um, content that people are craving. It's uh, Jason Whitlock has booked an interview with Trump. Who is asking for this? Who is the audience? Outkick the coverage, which is... Oh, it's Clay Travis. It's Clay Travis. His dumb fucking website. He's sold to... Well, yeah, he's going to do a press tour in Nashville. So that makes sense. 
I didn't know if Whitlock is here in Nashville. If he is, I'm gonna go find him. I'm gonna go yell Steal at him. Steal his tiny Sir. hat. Sir. I'm gonna, I'm, Sir. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna yell at him for his bad takes on uh, PTI in the in the uh, old days. He used to be a fill-in, which is great because he was so big behind that tiny set. Just like throw a grapefruit at him and be like, "Eat this, you fat lard." We don't fat shame. We're the number one Chris Christie podcast in America. No, we Jason Whitlock shame here. Yeah, he's not been a very good dude lately. A man who is so large and yet chooses to wear such tiny accessories. <laughs> like a tiny hat. He's got like a little tie, like a little skinny tie that only goes down to about his third button. Wears like, like a really thin cardigan too. The juxtaposition of giant people wearing tiny accessories and tiny people wearing giant accessories, a la the Nathan Fielder wearing the gigantic suit, is just always <laughs> a hilarious visual. Dude, that makes me laugh every time I see that that picture <laughs> on Twitter. It makes me laugh so hard. When Honest. Jason Whitlock wears a pocket square, it's just a York peppermint patty that he pulls out and eats. <laughs> Speaking of people at work that you hate, um, do you guys have any people at work who have email signatures that are ostensibly miles longer than the actual content of their email message? No, ours are no. regular. Ours are regular. Like yeah. they tell us, they give us a uh, uh, like a template to use. So well, no, we don't have any of them that keep going on. But I have, I have some clients with some ones. We could use that type of technology in the education world because teachers see a blank slate and they see opportunities. How many, <laughs> how many quote, how many quotes? Toilet? So many quotes, so many images. Images. Oh, oh no. no. There's mm. people who have videos attached at the bottom of their no, emails. No, no. How do your servers abide that? That's insane. I can't send in Excel if it has too many lines in it and you're sending videos and attachment or is it YouTube links? YouTube links, but oh, you can okay. see like the thumbnail of the video. Is it that kid fall off bike? <laughs> it's grape stomping lady. There's people who have like, like superimposed signatures, like screened into the bottom of their email account as if they had actually like signed their name at the bottom. No, is, there's something that I can't read. It is chaotic serial killer energy in the educational world email chain. Do they also use a variety of fonts and colors? Oh my god! Century like, Gothic, Comic, Comic Sans. Sans. The Comic Sans joke has not landed on any teacher above the age of fifty. They Dude. are still writing everything in Comic Sans. I back in one of my favorite pranks to do back in our our Chicago office for work was to um was to change somebody's outgoing instant message font to Comic Sans. So like it would just show up on someone else's like they'd message like a boss or you know like a partner or something they'd be like hey I got a question for you and it'd show up as Comic Sans on the other end. That's good. it's great. It's a good. It's a good prank. That's awesome. I would always change someone's background image to uh, the picture of Nick Cake Nick Cage superimposed on someone's chest. <laughs> so but you're gonna was... say the picture the picture of wood. Wood would be a great background change, for sure. Um, well, I brought that up to also mention that any word that ends in E-R-T-Y is super fun to type because those four letters are all right next to each other on your keyboard. Can you guys oh. name words that end in E-R-T-Y? Cordy. <laughs> That's one. Property. Yep. 
Dirty, um, dirty, but spelled D E R T Y. Like Ooh, dirty okay. South. Um, you've got a couple classics in poverty, puberty, and liberty. Mm. <laughs> poverty, puberty, and liberty. The American dream. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> then you've got pre puberty and post puberty. I didn't know those were words. Uh, you got, you got, so, you yeah. got a f- friend named Gertie, G E R T Y, Gertie. Got it. Um, there's also. So you've got poverty on here. You got the word anti-poverty. There's no pro-poverty. So um, mm. this is the anti-poverty podcast. Um, screeches, I think, is the longest word that you can type using only your left hand. Ooh. Typewriter is the longest word you can type using one set of one row of keys. Yeah, I, I just noticed it. Yeah, it's all the upper row of keys. Damn, that's fucking Damn. crazy. Damn. Uh, I'm trying this to is the content it. people come here for. Do you, do you know do you know how they came up with this? Like Yeah, it's ergonomic. So I actually had a conversation about this recently. And uh, I think that this can dovetail into my next topic of conversation because it's Luke deep dives on something random and like tries to learn everything about a subject. So um, the QWERTY keyboard that we're familiar with is only standard in English speaking countries in the Anglosphere, right? But it was the first keyboard that was developed as part of the development of the typewriter. Shout out British candies. By and large, it hasn't really changed since, but it's designed to be ergonomic around like letter use and your strong fingers and how those can work to type it out. You also have to remember that when you were originally designing the layout of a keyboard, you were doing it on a typewriter. So you were actually like needing to hammer it down with some force. Otherwise the lever wouldn't strike the page hard enough and the letter wouldn't show up or like it wouldn't hit the ribbon hard enough to get the ink thing on it. Um, But there's another keyboard layout that's available for the English language. It's called the Dvorak. keyboard that rearranges some but not all of the letters that's supposed to be faster if you type it there's also a zerty which replaces the q and w with a and z i couldn't possibly begin to learn another keyboard layout at this point Um, it's the closest thing that i have to a second language is understanding how to use a keyboard efficiently um dude this dvorak keyboard is nuts Dude, Darren Ravel loses his next bet. You got to use Dvorak keyboard for a year. Yes, thank you. That's a good one. <laughs> loser, loser fantasy has to use the Dvorak keyboard and get fired from their job for not being <laughs> able to respond to an email in less than half an hour. Do you guys want to hear something insane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like I only stuff. use three fingers to type. I use you psycho. The, I use the pointer finger on my left hand. And oh my god the pointer finger and middle finger on my right hand. And that is literally it. Luke, Luke, what was your, I know you've probably done this lately. What was your word per minute total? Uh, it was like 90 or something. I can that's really insane. get up ahead of steam. That's, that's insane. How do you, I don't know. That? I don't know what my, you could, you could just type, just type it in Google and you could add, there's like word per minute um, calculators out there. Tests, I guess. I think I could do like 70 something, maybe 80. If, if I'm really caffeinated, I can get up ahead of steam and do it, especially if I'm copying word for word something. Obviously, if I'm composing. 
Okay, I didn't hear any of that for the last minute because I did a typing test. Do you guys want to hear what I got? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. 45 words per minute. <laughs> wow. Did you even get your typing license as a kid? I hope you guys make double the money that I do. Um, no. Do you guys remember we had typing class in elementary school? And then yeah, Ultra they put, the, yeah. They put Ultra the rubber thing on top <sighs> of the thing so you couldn't look down at your hands. You had to look at the screen. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, I still look down at the screen because I was the only kid in fifth grade who did not pass Ultra Key, and I was still on, like, <laughs> level fucking three out of ten. So I was there doing Ultra Key by myself while everyone else was on coffeebreak.com playing the fun snowball game. <laughs> <laughs> snowball fight. Hell yeah, dude. I remember that. That was awesome. Luke, you seem, like, you seem like a kid who probably passed your Ultra Key in, like, the first day. No, it did take me a while. Um, I remember the, some of the tests though, uh, particularly the like home road tests, like ask dad, fad dad, sad, Jack, sad, lad. dad, la- sad, lad, sad, lad, sad, tubin, sad, tubin, <laughs> sad, tubin. Okay. But this typing test was all about zebras. So it maybe used the letter Z a lot. So, I mean, how often are you really using the letter Z? Yeah, let's, let's, uh, if we're going to be British in this podcast, we gotta be, we have to use Z instead of Z. <laughs> Z. This is Z podcast. Z Canadians heads. use it too. Isn't that weird? Yeah. We're like the only country. We're like the only English speaking country that says Z and not Z. Motherfucking Z's. Z. Um, okay, I got I got one topic left. Do you guys want to talk about dad dreams? Yeah, sure. Sure. So, uh, since um, during the day I am a shithead, I am an adult baby basically in this perpetual state of arrested development because I'm basically a professional eighth grader because that's who I spend all my time with. Um, that being said, when I go to sleep, I become a 48-year-old man. Um, I had a dream this week that my neighbor got vinyl siding and a new sliding glass door. And I, I spent the dream like in this like strange, like idiosyncrasy of like, Oh, I like don't want to seem like mad that I or like ashamed of my vinyl siding, but I want to compliment my neighbor for their like <laughs> awesome looking vinyl siding. But at the same time, I like want to kind of like figure out like if, if I can afford this or if I would have to put it on some kind of payment plan because now I'm right <laughs> next to my neighbor and their vinyl siding looks really, really good. And it's going to make my house look even worse. Um, and then, you know, just kind of went in that spiral down, you know, yeah, you need to assess hole. like how much your dream neighbor paid for their vinyl siding per foot. Yes, exactly. And then like trying to figure out the, you know, square footage of, you know, what I would have to figure out for my house. But I think that my life is just like completely flip flop. Where like most people probably do. Um, yeah, are you playing the Lowe's song in the background? Yeah, the Home Depot song. Yeah, there you go. Um, Sorry, no DMCA called. Like most people go to sleep to escape from you know the trials and tribulations of day to day life, and they have like fun dreams. I just dream as a dad. Like I have a dream that's just like work with a bunch of minor inconveniences, and then I wake up and I have to fucking go to work. Or I dream about, you know, dad chores, like getting new siding. So is this relatable at all or am I in my own universe? I have dreams where I have to solve a problem that is like impossible to solve. So I feel like your vinyl siding math problem dream. <laughs> Shit. Toilet's neighbor buys 
700 feet of vinyl siding at $2 per foot. How much did they pay for their vinyl siding? <laughs> yep. This is my life. He paid too much because Steve sucks. Oh, man. You guys have fun dreams or do you have... Zach, do you have... Uh, what's your dream? No, I don't really... I don't really dream. I lately, as I've gotten older, I dream, dream about Zach, heights. Dream bigger. No, I dream about heights. I just get scared of heights. I am too. I, I wasn't as a kid though. Like I loved flying and all that stuff, but I guess the older I've gotten, the more I've let uh, all, some of that stuff creep into my brain. Like This is literally like one of the four topics that people say that nobody cares about. <laughs> it's like dreams, route talk. Uh, fantasy football fantasy football and, and politics like what your neighbors did like, nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares who cares All right. well thanks luke thanks, no luke. i i was just Ty, saying that Ty, to, uh, i hope you i hope you have good dreams thanks man appreciate it We're just i don't dream anymore up. i have no dreams you guys ever take melatonin yeah yeah i used to luke used to have it i would take it when we were living together. I did it because I had a third shift job in, in college and I had the worst, scariest, spookiest night terrors. Do not recommend. Zero out of ten. Oh, are you talking about do you get that with NyQuil too? Um, no, only when I took melatonin. NyQuil dreams, and maybe it's because I only take NyQuil when I'm like sick and potentially running a fever, but I have fucked up dreams when I'm taking NyQuil. In what kind of way? In a tubing kind of way, or um, that would be I, fucked up if I had a dream where that happened. Yeah, especially with like I don't know if you've seen tubing, but it, it's not like he's not even like a hunky guy to be doing something like this. Not yeah, be much better guy. if he was hot. I agree. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, like, have you ever? Do you ever have like Twilight sleep? where you're like kind of awake, kind of asleep, but you're still dreaming. Yeah, hypnagogic state, I believe is what they call it. Hitting the ganja state? Hitting yes. the ganja state. Hitting the ganja state. No, hypnogogic. Hypnogogic. It's like you're, you're hypnologic. Yeah, you're kind of like in that realm between like kind of sleep, kind of awake, but you have some weird ass dreams. I do that, but I can't move my body. Mm. It's weird. Mm. 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 And that mm. segment's called. Mm. That segment is called. The boys need to take Ambien and start having some real dreams. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Some dreams where toilet goes to Taco Bell, <laughs> but he goes to Taco Bell for real. Hell yeah! Speaking of dreams, shout out Ocean Spray and Stevie Nicks. Tube and Bell. Could you that he wasn't riding a real skateboard, right? Like that was one of those one wheel electric skateboards. No, I think he was. I think he was riding a real skateboard. He looked like he was on a highway. No, it looks like he was on a highway riding a skateboard, like taking a selfie video with his phone with both hands full. If I did that, I would be in the hospital. Yeah, well, you're not as cool as that guy. Yep. No, I don't have that cool feather tattoo. We know what we know head. what happened. We know what happened the last time you were carrying groceries and walking 
I wasn't even skateboarding. I was walking. Damn, a walking injury. This is why the boys are not on the talk. It's passed us by. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I'm going to take up skateboarding again, though. I feel like now is the right time. Definitely. Now that I'm pushing 30. And it's about to be winter in Chicago. What a better, what's a better place to skateboard? Just wear a mouth guard, please. Uh, do I want to get made fun of by the other skaters at the skate park? I'm going to wear my mouth guard and my wrist pads and go skateboarding. Oh, are you going to go to the skate park under on Logan underneath the overpass? Uh, I walk by sometimes. It's pretty busy there, but every once in a while, like that place is full of like actual skaters, like people who know what they're doing. Not posers. Not posers. And every once in a while, there'll be like a little kid there, like going around on like a bicycle with training wheels. Or I saw like a very small child going around on like a dinosaur razor scooter thing. And people are being like nice, but I feel like that's just asking for your kid to get like absolutely blown up by some like 20 year old, like who doesn't turn their head fast enough and see someone at knee height on a skateboard. Yeah, that's really dumb. That's like trying to like train your kid at like a terrain park on a snowboard or something. Yeah, exactly. It's a really dumb idea. And this is the boys are. Looking out for the health and safety of young children. The boys are parenting. The boys are critical of Zoomers. Like, look, we understand that you want your (laughs) cool-ass city kid to be into extreme sports. That's rad. But they've got to do it on their own. They've got to learn from, like, some 16-year-old who's also friends with some 24-year-old who smokes weed out of a Coke can while in the presence of, like, an 8-year-old, and they all learn how to skateboard together. Yeah, have you ever seen the movie Mid Nineties? Yeah, that's need. exactly what I was thinking of. That's what you need. You need to go let, move to LA. Where they let the kid like break his neck doing a roof gap. It's like, well, we thought it was a good idea at the time. <laughs> Twilight, have you seen Mid Nineties? Nope. It's pretty good. It's a really good movie. You should watch it. Got a sick soundtrack. What is uh that that guy's name who made it? Jonah Hill. Yeah, I'm a big Jonah Hill uh, before he lost weight and got woke guy. Um, well, I have good news for you. Or maybe I have bad news, but potentially good news. Um, depending on what month it is, he may or may not have put that weight back on. Perfect. Who's ever lost weight and become more famous? I mean, Drew Carey lost weight and he's doing The Price is Right, but I think his peak. <laughs> Jared, uh, Jared Vogel. Vogel. Yes. yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> boys just got toilet the boys dunk on toilet yeah um, the boys dunk why, is, toilet. why is toilet crying because he just, just got, got dunked dunked. um who else lost a lot of weight and got more famous roseanne she well, she's become <laughs> in more of a public figure but i don't know if famous is the right word infamous would probably be the better word technically rob mcelaney was oh fit, you, gained a bunch of weight then lost a bunch of weight you know who you know who, speaking of you know who lost a ton of weight john goodman no oh yeah he looks he lost, so freaky he looks so scary he lost oh. like he lost like an entire person worth of weight oh man he went down a whole christie but but if you look at him from like even when he was doing righteous gemstones to the 
more recent episodes of whatever they're calling the Roseanne spinoff now. The Connors. Yeah, he looks frightening. I like my comedians thick. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. You know who's done the opposite thing? Is a friend of the pod and personal friend of mine, Russell Crowe. Um, a bunch of weight. Oh, is he Ru- big? Russell Crowe is probably pushing three bills right now. No joke. Hey. Well, no, he gained all that. He gained all that weight to play Roger to Ailes. Pl- yeah, to play that role, sure. But if you look at even more <laughs> recent pictures, accumulating mass, not gaining weight. But Russell Crowe's also like five eight. Oh, dude! Oh my gosh! Oh, this is a picture that needs to be deleted from the internet. <laughs> With the one is it him eating the sandwich sitting on the bench? No, it's like a side view, and oh my, he could rest a beer on that thing. Oh, is it the one where he, is it the one where he's smoking a cigarette? I just sent it in the chat. A really oh, cool Google image search. <laughs> and he's digging around in the back of his pants too. Oh no! There's no way that's actually Russell Crowe. Yeah, it is. That dude. is. How dude. do you know it's Russell Crowe? Oh, Luke! I see the I see the I see the one where he's ripping a heater back behind set. Oh man! Oh, he looks terrible. Like I know it's for a role and everything. Well, that that role's over, man. That 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 show's like over a year old. Oh man! Well. We're all about mental health, but if you're accumulating mass for a role or just for the winter, the harsh winter coming up, we support you. That's a mid-worst promise. Yeah. We will support you. We will, we will support you. All right. Is there anything usable in this podcast? Are we done? You got anything else? I'm all uh, out. No. Pushing think, two hours. I think that's... Uh, it's a lot of content we have for the week, boys. That's a, that should satiate the listeners for at least seven more days. Yeah. Um, so, Mom, tell your friends. Um, we know that they want to hear about Russell Crowe's absolute shelf gut. Um, oh, him in these khakis is just like really throwing me for a loop because, <laughs> of course, they're picturing him next to when he was playing Maximus, which was 20 years ago to be certain, but he was like shredded to play Maximus. And now he's just long and wide. Poor guy. I mean, he's like uber rich. I know, but... Making movies, making songs, and fighting around the world. Still, that's a lot of weight to gain. And not everybody is like psycho enough like Christian Bale to like lose it immediately. Yeah. Like Christian Bale was back to looking like a cockney chimney sweep right after Vice. Yeah, you have to like I can't I can't imagine I mean the the process of putting that on, but then the process of losing it. A cockney chimney sweep on the keto <laughs> diet of just London broil and boiled cabbage. <laughs> cigarettes. And <laughs> cigarettes. 
and those uh, Adderall, those, those uh, orphan kid snacks too. No jelly babies, <laughs> jelly babies. Full circle joke and tater Rip babies. Fuel. All right, all right. We did it. Well, we did uh, it, boys. Until next week, I'll uh, talk to you guys later. All right, love you, boys. Call your mother. Call, call your mother, or I'll call her first. Call her first. Call your mother. Tell her to subscribe. That is a girl about town. I'd like to know. I'd like to sleep. Yeah.